Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I am Carson. And we are talking A Quiet Place 2 today, which is forever in my mind going to be synonymous with the pandemic. Always. Because it was the first one they get pushed back? Yeah. Like, I, I distinctly remember, like, okay, we're going to go see Quiet Place 2. I think it was supposed to come out in March. Because I remember, that I think the first one came out in April, and this one was supposed to come out in March, I think. And then... uh you know, the wheels came off and uh, they decided to push it back. And I remember it being a big deal because actually it had screened for uh, like press and stuff already. So some people saw A Quiet Place 2 a year ago. So like it all started coming out like, oh, this is, you know, here's what I think about Quiet Place 2, building up all the hype. But before it could get like the full blown theatrical release for the public, it got pushed back. Well, I was thinking Black Widow, but uh, that no, no one saw Black Widow. No, because see, Black Widow, yeah, no one saw Black Widow, and it was a May release, so by then it had already, you know, things were already uh, okay. completely For some reason, I was wheels. thinking that was that was sooner, but that was, I guess, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, so now every time I think of, of A Quiet Place Part 2, I always think, like, man, that's the one that, and, and kudos to them, and, and I, I think there's some movies that maybe don't need to get pushed back. And they can just do a whatever release and be perfectly fine. Like some of the stuff, most of the stuff we watched this year, um, the Jared Leto, Denzel Washington. I don't need to see that in theaters, right? That's fine. Yeah. The um, little, little, little things, little things. There you go. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. I don't need to see that in theaters. That's fine. Um, I mean, Kong versus Godzilla. I actually did go out to the see the theaters. So then, you know, a quiet place though. I mean, there's something about being in a theater with at least a certain amount of other people and they're just being, complete and absolute silence that that really provides the right atmosphere for this movie well this was my first foray back into the theater since tenet back in august uh-huh and let's let's just say i had mixed mixed experiences with uh, no which had was somebody nothing. ruining it so i had to my left uh an older gentleman with his son uh who's let's let's call it 10 years old and oh, no the kid i mean if your kid's too stupid to understand what's going on in the movie that has to ask a question every three minutes then don't yeah. take him to a quiet place yeah. and you you know this about the kid like sure like oh was that the monster no that was birds you know like is everything what did she say uh, i couldn't no. hear who is that and i'm like oh my god and that uh, frustrated and on top of that i knew there was gonna be you know some popcorn you know sure not but this guy this guy somehow ate through the entire movie so where there's popcorn to switch to candy wrappers to, you know, and just kept going. You think, you know, you burn through your candy and you're done, yeah. you know, like you just kind of weather that storm, but no, all the way through. So that, and then uh, the particular theater that I went to, you know, insists on having, you know, eight different promos for themselves prior mm-hmm. to the movie that just gets, it's, it's insane. Like, I yeah. don't know why they haven't fixed that, but like that's, it's, it's hurting their brand more than it's helping their brand by having yeah. 10 commercials of the, for themselves back to yeah, back to it's back brutal. to back. Absolutely yeah. brutal. Outside of that, it was going to be back in the theater. Um, yeah. And so I did, I did think this was a good movie to see in the theater. I did yeah. think the majority of the silence was, was good and yeah. uh, on a big screen and the sound and whatnot when, when there was sound. Uh, right. It was good. So I uh, glad to be I back. Thought, yeah, I thought I was gonna have a similar experience to you. So I noticed when I bought tickets, the social distancing was gone. Right, oh, like you, ours, you ours was not. Oh, we, ours we had was. a two two seat difference between everyone. Oh, I'm pretty sure when I bought tickets to ours, it was uh, at least when I picked them on the thing. It used to be you could only pick in in couples, like uh, what am I trying to say, like in pairs of two. Um, but this had the whole diagram open for me to pick from. So when we got there, we were the first ones there. And then a group of maybe like five, I'll say high school age people rolled in and sat like right next to my family. And they were kind of laughing and giggling like during the previews. And all of a sudden, like they all got up and moved like five rows down into the middle. 
And I, I had that thought where I was like, oh, God, please don't be a bunch of idiot high school kids, you know, goofing around. And like, this is not the movie. I, I can't tolerate it in general. I certainly can't tolerate it in a movie where you're supposed to be quiet and, yeah, you know, buy into the whole thing. So. No, no. Usually, I'm very patient in theaters, and, and I'm not that that guy. Um, yeah, and maybe just it's been a year, so I've been <laughs> have had that built up. But it, it was yeah. it was annoying the kid. It was truly just asking questions, and the dad not caring that everybody in the theater could hear his response. It was just I don't get that man. No, whenever like, my kids used to talk about, hey, shh, you know, you can whisper in my ear or something, but like you can't be talking like that. Yeah, and it's like, hey, it's a quiet place. Let's save all these damn questions to the end. Right. You know, yeah. we'll catch you yeah. up later. Um, I have a movie theater etiquette question for you. Okay. Do you make it a point to open all your stuff before the movie starts? Um, I don't make it a point. I just do because I enjoy eating. So I don't have, I don't have. So that's your hunger impatience. That's what you're saying. It's, it's, I can't, you know, I do my best to, to make it through the previews before I start, you know, downing my snack, but it doesn't always work out that way. Okay. So it's not a conscious, oh, I want to open it before, oh, so I don't disturb anybody. It's, I'm just too impatient and I have to eat. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I like, I tell my kids and everything. I'm like, let's get our stuff open. Before the movie starts, Cause I don't want to like if something's giving me problems, I don't want to be that guy who's like crinkling with it and like trying to sort it out for a minute. And then you open it and it spills everywhere in the dark. Like, let's get our stuff open and said, you don't have to eat it right now. Just get it in the cup holder and let's get it situated. No, I, I've, not, I've not had that issue. Again, I don't have the patience for it. But you could tell the people, especially I remember this in the first Quiet Place when we saw it. It was people are trying to be quiet, yes. but it, but it just it just prolongs the noise. And so as you're trying <laughs> exactly. to open it and trying to, and then you're like, you're like trying to pick and choose when you reach in your bag to pull uh-huh. out your your whatever it is that you're eating. And you can yeah. tell people that they're making it worse by trying to be quiet. <laughs> we so had a guy out. like that in our theater, and I, I was like, I I don't think I could ever do this, but I was as close as I would ever get to just being like, just rip it open, like <laughs> it's fine, like. Take your five seconds and make it loud. It's like ripping a Band-Aid. Let's just get it off. Otherwise, if you're trying to just fidget with it for you know 45 seconds or a minute, it just becomes ridiculous. Well, and I, and truly, I wanted to say something to the guy next to me. You know, you think yeah. eventually you tell the kid to, to be quiet, but it's and you're like, well, I don't want to say, hey, oh, sure. you know, quiet. Come on, guy. Or sh- <laughs> you should be the shusher, you know. And Especially then, you have a kid. I mean. Yeah. And it's like, do, not only is it just rude, you know, to be that guy, but yeah. also in today's society, you have no idea how anybody's going to react to, to sure. anything that you do. And so it's yeah. totally unnecessary. You go through the pros and your cons. And so like, no, this is like, what are the odds that this guy's going to do anything? <laughs> you know? right. But you don't wrong, and wrong place, why, wrong time. That's why the Alamo was so great. Cause like if your server came by, you could just be like, that guy's, you know, and they'll go deal with it. Right. Like that's their whole shtick is they will kick you out or warn you or whatever. And then you're yeah. done. And I but, thought about yeah. my options, but then I'm missing part of the movie. If I could run out and say, hey, right. like they're going to come well, in and say, excuse me, sir, somebody <laughs> told you that, you know, yeah. none of that's going <laughs> right. to work out well. well and it's going to be like, okay, this guy just left. And then he <laughs> was there, so like, like I, I think you should be able to like send an anonymous text or something like and just be like. And then your phone's out during the movie. Then you're that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just need to put little alert buttons in there or something. The little stewardess <laughs> buttons. I don't. Yeah, basically. Like, alert. Oh. Alert. Just come yeah. stand in here and listen for people talking. Well, and I know like they, you know, I don't know that they do it anymore, but they used to, I guess, maybe 10, 15 years ago before the movie, like turn off all cell phones and blah, blah, blah. But nobody cares. But at least Alamo, they actually like, they, they, they threaten you, right? Right. Like, you're going to be gone if you do this. Like, it's different to be like, please be polite, blah, 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 versus like, you're out if you do this stuff. Yeah, well, that's how they do it in the screeners. Uh, they, they tell you if they see your phone, you're gone. Yeah, because they assume you're you're recording sure. or something like that, not just being rude to people around you. But they're uh, and they got people standing around. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're ready to they're ready to pounce. Yeah, and so uh, I, I, off, I would vote be for gone. a much yeah I would vote for a much more strict uh, theater environment. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Lock it down. Okay. So soldiers, quiet place. soldiers with guns. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it, man. What are, what else are those 15 year olds doing? I mean, they're right. just waiting to come in and just. I mean, then of course it's 15 year olds, and then you're asking them to like fight a grown ass man. Right. Well, all the yell. all the ones that I saw were old, like retired people. Like they were oh, okay. like old grumpy men that will yeah. not hesitate to throw you out. 
yeah. I wish there was a way to watch a movie in a theater in a uh, like quiz show bubble. It's like I still get the experience, but like it's soundproof. Like I, I can hear the movie audio and everything. I just can't hear or see people. I don't know. I need to, <laughs> I need to figure that out. You work on that. I know. Because you're, you're now you're now removing part of the appeal of going to a theater with, with a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there's only certain movies that this is a problem with. A Quiet Place is clearly sure. one of them, but most of them you want the well, crowd response. But you want... you've been with me for two of my worst theater experiences, which is the guy sitting next to me who tied and untied his shoe a thousand times during a Lord of the Rings midnight showing. Yeah, and then uh, the person in Kill Bill Two who back to our original point, struggled with opening a bag of candy for five minutes or something like that. So, But in my defense, the the guy with the shoe brought more joy to me showing how frustrating <laughs> you were getting. And so it only enhanced my experience. Uh, I mean, and it couldn't have been an hour and 30-minute movie. It had to be a Lord of the Rings midnight premiere. <laughs> you know, the guy struggled with some shoelaces. God. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. So Quiet Place 2. Uh, let's see. Directed by John Krasinski. Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize that the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path. Cast, Emily Blunt, John John Krasinski, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe, I think is how you say his name, Killian Murphy, and Jaiman Hansu. Uh, Spoiler free. I think this had a lot of, what do I want to say? A lot of weight, a lot of burden on its shoulders because I think A Quiet Place was fantastic. And I wasn't sure what they could or should even do with a part two. I kind of almost didn't even want a part two. I didn't think it needed it. So I feel like that's just a lot of baggage for this movie to carry coming into it. And I actually thought it probably did the best it could considering. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have the the year delay of anticipation. Yes. So right. you you build that up as well, and so, um, and of course, my first movie experience back for a while, you know, lots riding on this in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, I again, I don't know what direction they were going to go. The teaser kind of showed me we were going to get part flashback, you know, and then part in the future. That's how we were going to get our John Krasinski fill. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually asked you before before he went if you thought they would bring him back because we never actually saw him die, and I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but there was a. I mean, I think John Krasinski's. I mean, how how many do we have to have under his belt before we say how good of a director he is? I, I'm ready. I'm there. I mean, There's he's the... only directed his family. So well, put him with some only... actors that he. Well, only his wife. I mean, he saw to direct right. the kids and Killian Murphy and all and Jaiman Hansu and all these other things. So, um, I'm there. I mean, I think the guy's got an eye for how to tell a story. There were several things in this movie visually. Um, so I'll p- call out two things actually. Um, well, one, I just think the movie is really well shot, really well constructed, tells the story great. I, the music, everything, the sound, it's all good. But in particular, there's two moments in the movie, one at the end where he splices together two scenes and one probably around the turn of the second into the third act where he splices together three scenes. And it's something that if you know me and you've listened to us talk movies before, I typically hate. Like One of my pet peeves is you take me out of the intensity by going over here and doing something else. And so right. normally I would hate this. But what Krasinski did is he would take you out of the scene to another intense scene. So you were getting a threefold intense scene. So then I felt like, yes, while it was kind of moving around, my momentum kept going forward the whole time. And I'm invested in these three things. So I thought that that was really like, I actually in the theater was like, man, he just did that really well. That was just really good. And rarely do I come out of a movie, like in the movie being like, Oh, he directed that part so well. Yeah. And, and those, those are all in sync with one another. Yes. Uh, And so like, I, I felt there was nothing like the first one um, that kept me guessing. Mm-hmm. I felt it was all pretty straightforward, so that that's where I, I, I'm going to knock this movie, is I, I felt it was fairly predictable. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was, uh, I, thought it, I thought it was as good of a sequel as you're going to get with this premise. Um, there's only so much you could do, and if you've seen the first one, you know their solution, and so it kind of takes a lot of it 
a lot of it away of, okay, what are you going to do? You can't stop yeah. these things, Well, we know how to stop them now. So the, there, there's just a little bit less of a risk involved for, yep. for the family. And so now um, I thought I'll get to that in the spoiler section, but um, you keep calling them Killian Murphy, isn't it? Is it not Cillian Murphy? No, it's spelled with a C, but it's Killian Murphy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're transposing your your nope. child's name onto him, but it's really no. Killian and Murphy. No, he's, he's actually where we got the name. Um, I didn't name him after Killian Murphy, but when we saw the name in a movie theater, it was a trailer for Red Eye with him and Rachel McAdams. And we were like, oh, Killian Murphy. What do you think of the name Killian? I'm like, all right. And that's but what you, we went with. But you went with a K. Yeah, well, yeah, because of the same thing. Because like, <laughs> well, Cillian. The, well, the first time I saw it, I was like, I thought it was Cillian. I was like, that's kind of a weird name. And then I saw him on like either an interview or it would have been, well, it wouldn't have been Batman Begins because that was, my son was already born around that time. But anyways, I somehow figured out that it's Killian Murphy, um, which then we realized the other day in my family that my dog's name is Murphy. So I have a, I have a Killian and a Murphy in my house. And a Murphy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, truly, I thought this was his best movie that I've seen. Uh, I generally don't like him. And I yeah. think it comes from uh, Batman Begins of him playing the Scarecrow and me not liking the Scarecrow. I think he's, yeah. it's, it's, okay. a, it's a lame villain. And I I know he's in Inception, but his part's pretty meh. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just kind of had that. I don't really have a great feeling about him, but I did enjoy him in this. He is good in Sunshine. He is good in, um, oh man, just, uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, he's good in that. See, I don't, I don't think that he's bad in any of the mm-hmm. movies that I've seen him in. I just don't particularly like him. Yeah, which, I, I can I see mean, that. It's, it's mean, I guess. Sure. <laughs> not really have a basis of why. It's not like he's a bad actor <laughs> in any, in any yeah. of these things. I just did not like him cast as Scarecrow. I don't like the character of Scarecrow. Um, I didn't like that Scarecrow kept coming back for the other two movies. Uh, I just wanted it to be done with with that, and mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, he's attached in my mind to that. But this one, I'm and I was worried because I didn't particularly like him coming into it, but uh, I enjoyed him in this. Sure, I, I thought he was good too. I actually thought I have zero complaints about any actor or actress in this movie, whether it's the kids, Emily Blunt, uh, Jaimon Hansu. I, I there was they were all good. Uh, you just watched the first one. This, this uh, week. A, a month or so ago. It was no, a month or so ago. Okay. So you said more recently than I did. Um, the kids, was there a noticeable difference in age to you? Um, the boy looked a little bit older. But again, you have to remember that. So if it was supposed to come out last March, it was probably filmed the year before that, which would have been probably only a year after A Quiet Place came out. So you're talking about Quiet Place 1 and Quiet Place 2 probably filming within a two-year span. So the the girl didn't look too much different, the boy a little bit different, but I would imagine if they go the route of Quiet Place 3, they're going to have some problems. Well, I think the girl is a little bit older to where she may not uh, change as much, but the boy is probably going to look significantly different. Yeah, and that's always the problem with, with kids. They could change on a, yeah. you know, within a week. You know, and so when, when filming, I had wondered, because I, I hadn't seen the first one for about a year now, and... I was just kind of saying, how young were they and how do they look yeah. different versus if someone just watched it, you know, going from one to the other and it starts on the same day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would that be overly noticeable or not? Yeah, but apparently I didn't think not. it was too bad. I yeah. don't think it from from what I saw, I didn't think it was too bad either. So, yeah, I, they lucked out there. Um, So I never really heard. So you asked me or you made a comment about how, like basically how how good is Krasinski? What are we willing to say about Krasinski? And then I talk and then I don't think either you didn't say, or I missed it. So where are you at on Krasinski as a director? I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's two for two on movies that I've mm-hmm. seen. So I'd say he's up there, but again, it's the same movie twice. Yeah. Um, and also the same cast. Right. So, you know, you mix him with some of these other actors that, but, as far as what he did to put together editing, you know, all that, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I think, yeah. uh, I think he's, uh, a, a good up and comer and makes yeah. us to see what comes next. I, I do think part of the problem with this movie is, you know, it was, it was, it was going to be a double-edged sword. Do you, do you continue down the path of what the first one was and naturally kind of explore it? Or do you be like, 
oh, even though we figured out kind of how to deal with the monsters, now there's another problem that we have where uh, like the monsters have figured out how to respond to their weakness. And now you present a new one. So it's sort of this weird, weird double-edged sword, but I guess where I'm going is I could see the ending leaving some people a little bit. Um, I think it was an emotionally good ending, but there's, it's a carbon copy of, of the first movie in a sense. Um, I won't say too much, but I could see that just kind of being like, eh, with some people, right? Like, I think he does a good job of, of telling the story and putting it all together and making it still feel emotional, but there, there's something to be said about it, it being a kind of a retread. Right. No, I, I agree. Like I said, there's nothing unique, I think, mm-hmm. about, I mean, if we're talking horror movies, you know, would you put this in a horror movie category? I mean, it's monsters, uh, more sci-fi. Uh, it it stands above horror and sci-fi movies. So yeah. if that's our bar, you know, then it's it's done much better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially horror movie or horror movie or sci-fi sequels. It's it's better than than a lot yep. of those. So um, for that for that, it's uh, it's in a good good spot. If that's what we're comparing it to. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you kind of have to call it horror, thriller, sci-fi. I mean, it's one of those, it's just like, you can't really put it in one bucket, but I think it would be almost a little unfair to not, I don't know. Maybe it's not horror. Maybe it's thriller. I don't know. But then you're splitting hairs there, right? So I, I don't know exactly where this one falls. Yeah. And, and I'll talk in the spoiler section about where I thought they were going to go based on the trailer, uh, which they didn't. And I mm-hmm. felt like that could have made it um, a different kind of movie. Uh, so that's what I was kind of hoping for. Uh, but again, this was, again, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, I can I can stay spoiler-free, I think, and say that one of my concerns was that they would go down the path of like every zombie movie ever or every zombie show ever where once you've been accustomed to the zombies, then it's about the people and they're the real enemies. And I mean, that's kind of what they lay out in the trailer. But that is what they lay out in the trailer. I will say that I was pleased with the ratio of that versus everything else that could go on in the story. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't bothered by that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll hold <laughs> I'll hold my my yeah. tongue until after the after the break. Uh, well, speaking of the break, I I don't know that I have a lot more I can say about the movie. Well, would you free. rate it? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously those. Uh, I, I give it a four. I, truthfully, I feel like part of me feels like that was almost the ceiling for this movie. I mean, unless they really like just blindsided me out of left field with something that I just could not see coming and then crushed it out of the park. Right. Like those two things, like it just felt like there's some level of novelty and uniqueness of this world that's been created that when you revisit it, it's just not going to have the same oomph. So that's not a knock on this movie. It's just that, I think it did about as well as it could, given what it was. So four, and you yeah, are, I'm at a four, and you're at a five. I'm at a five on, on a quiet one? place. Yeah. Okay. So the first time I watched it, I was four and a half. Rewatched it again, and I, I can find like basically almost no faults in it. And I think it's just brilliantly told and constructed. So yeah, five on the first one. I'm at a four on this one. So I'm uh, I'm at a four also on this one. Um, I thought it was. I mean, I'll echo what you said. I mean, it was it was done really well. Um, I thought that again, the story could be a little bit different, um, than what we got, but mm-hmm. I understand why they went the route that they went, but not what, not what I would have done. <laughs> sure. Know, but that's, but, uh, again, you have to make it, uh, making it completely unique is going to be hard at this point now that we've seen everything that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they kept it small. Uh, it, it could have very easily gone, big like a lot of sequels do to where now you're encompassing the whole world but they still kept it small so that's that's a that's a better movie to me and so i'm glad that he had his arms around the scope and i hope that there is not a sequel to this one i i I think i agree with that i think i don't uh, yeah I'm not sure. Like I said before, I don't know that this sequel was needed. So then if you try and roll the dice again, I'm not really sure. And honestly, um, if we're saying that Krasinski is a good director and we're anxious to see what he can do outside of this world, then I don't really want him wasting time on a third one. Like if, if the studio is insisting that it be a third one, just hand it off, you know, 
John's yeah. off the project. Emily Blunt's off the project. It'll just be another movie that lives in this world, but everybody will know it's not the same thing kind of thing. Yeah. Somewhere else on in the U.S., they're also dealing with this problem. <laughs> You know, you know, and so, but yeah, uh, I don't want Emily Blunt wasting her time on a third one. Um, she's already declined uh, Sue Storm uh, <laughs> as far as the Fantastic Four, but what, what yeah. else are you doing? I mean, there there are far worse actresses to, to play Sue Storm, so now I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, uh, I actually had kind of hope with the two of them uh, and even giving him the reins, you know, let, let him direct that. I was okay with that. Oh, man, if I was um, Krasinski, I would turn that down. Oh, I agree. Fantastic Four. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a death dead. trap. It's <laughs> there's no way to make it cool. No. So. Nope. Um, but uh, if you like this one, what, what would you like? I you know I I wish I knew what I'd said on a quiet place one because whatever I said on a quiet place one would apply here. Um, I'm just gonna stay like thematically in the same thing with the the kind of niche approach that this takes, and I would say uh, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Okay. So I'm really okay. leaning on the, you know, silence thriller kind of thing as opposed to, I, I don't want to give anything away about, I mean, I don't think yeah. I'm giving anything away. There's nothing that would make you think that Don't Breathe is an alien movie. It's not. So, um, but yeah, really honing in on that, like, stay quiet Whoa. thriller thing. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. If you yeah. watch the trailer for Don't Breathe and somehow thought you were going to get swerved with an alien invasion story, <laughs> I ruined that for you. What about you? Where can they find you at, Garrett? (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere. I'm in the shadows. Gone. So, uh, Don't Breathe was one of my uh, surprise movies of whatever year that came out. Sure. I I really enjoyed that. So, Mm -hmm. I went with uh, a sequel to a sci-fi movie that I thought did a really, really good job. And I went with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And so... It was. I was looking for a sequel. I was looking for one that kind of took it to the next level, uh, and that I really liked Rise. And then this one, and Dawn took it to a different realm, and I just really liked that movie. And so, but I would argue that Dawn is better than Rise. Yeah, I agree. But in this case, Quiet Place Two is not better than Quiet Place One. I didn't say it was a parallel. I said you'd enjoy it if you. <laughs> well, you talked it. about it taking it to like the next level or whatever, and I would say Quiet Place. Two. Dawn, Dawn did this did not right. as much. But if right. you like this, then you should like Dawn. Uh, I think you're going down the path of uh, Dawn's just being a good movie. It is, and it's I a mean, sci-fi logic, sequel. Take, yeah, but you could take any sci-fi. You could say Aliens. Then at that point, if you like this, you would like Aliens because you probably would. But that's a boring answer that I expected from you. <laughs> I, I thought you would go with Aliens. No. No, I don't. I don't know. I, I, there's not enough parallels there for me, other than being a sequel to a good movie. I mean, you could say Rocky Four at that point because Rocky Four is a really good sequel to a movie. Uh, sci-fi sequel. Uh, you know, I mean, look there, for a sci-fi sequel. There's, there's Trust some me, Cold I... War stuff going on. Some steroids. I don't know. Some science happening in there. We're measuring <laughs> pounds per square inch. It's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep going. That, that that's the same realm. You yeah. got monsters. I'm in air quotes. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, we're stretching now. <laughs> we <Yes>. are stretching. <laughs> Apes are go, monsters. Go see okay. Dawn. Dawn's okay. a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I would argue to go see Dawn anyway to to uh, prepare for the Batman because since that's the same director. Oh, really? Yeah, Matt Reeves. Yep. Doing did he only arc. do Dawn, or did he do War? No, also. I think he did the next two. It's, yeah, so Dawn and War. Cool. I believe I enjoyed those. Yeah, they're good. Good series. Okay, um, we ready for spoilers? Spoilers. All right, let's go. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Uh, let's see, spoilers. Yeah. Where do you want to start? You sounded like you had something you were chomping at the bit to get to something. Well, you kind of... You kind of hit on it. It was the in the trailer they mentioned the people are the problem because then you're getting into the post-apocalyptic, you know, everybody looking out for themselves, not mm-hmm. caring how they treat other people. Um, you see this woman with her two kids and then carrying a baby, clearly a a target 
mm-hmm. uh, for nomads mm-hmm. uh, or whatever they are. And so I thought it would lean more towards that. Um, I do agree with you. That's been done to death, uh, especially in zombie movies. Cause zombies aren't interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, I thought there would be a better, I thought there'd be more of that. Cause what we got was just some weird people on a, on a dock that yep. didn't really, we, we didn't learn anything about them. Um, yeah. Are you saying that and, like it's a bad thing? Cause I think, that's a uh, huge I think positive. so. Um, I think so because it left me as this is, I mean, I liked, I liked the movie, but I felt like there was more that could have been explored with the sequel that kept it, that made it a little bit different. And I'm not saying I know how to do it with the people, but they See, brought I, them in. Yeah. I mean, they are kind of arbitrary. They bring them in as a potential conflict source, but I thought it was just the right amount. I, I don't care about anybody else in this world. I, it just, it's been done a million times. And if you're going to keep the story small, then the battle with the monsters continues because nobody else knows how to do this. It's just our little family. And we pick them up on that same day that the other movie ends. So there hasn't been enough time to flash forward like a year and the military now knows all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I I just, I don't know what good would have come out of, you know, it's now Emily Blunt versus other humans. I just, I I don't see where that story goes that's even remotely fun. I like that we just kept, tried to like keep the ball rolling with the intensity with the monsters. And yeah, there's a little bit of conflict with Killian Murphy and whether or not, you know, what's he going to do and is he going to help them? And yeah, they run into a bunch of random weirdos, but it's a, it's a, it's a well done scene that provides some intensity with monsters too. So I actually thought it was, I thought that piece was perfect. I was thrilled that we did not have to go meet a whole bunch of new people and learn a whole bunch of other backstories that we don't care about. I thought that was well done. Yeah, I I definitely don't want the backstories in all of them or or having any likable type people, but with a monster that you already know how to kill um, and seemingly easily when you have the right tools with you. You have the stereo and you have the shotgun and then the monsters are dead. And that's yes, but obviously stuff. they introduced other things to make it a little bit more dicey, right? Like they had to, the family splits up, and you know the girl can't. You know, it's obviously not overly easy because she tried to kill a monster like that and she couldn't do it. Yeah, well, she's she's a kid. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's how you like create some like natural tension and dynamics so that it's maybe not as easy as it seems because there's even a couple times where when they're hitting the the monster with the sound, it's like still trying to power its way through it. So it's not like it's, you know, I mean, plus you could also make the mm-hmm. argument that like depending on if you're playing the sound this way, I mean, one directional, like a monster could still somewhat come up behind you depending on all the stuff. So, I mean, it's, I thought it was just, I thought it was the right amount. I, I liked it. I am very, very glad they didn't have some other monster. Yes. Because these types of movies tend to do that. Of, mm-hmm. This one's not affected by sound. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? And that's, yeah, that's what I was trying to say in spoiler. Here's like, the queen. They, <laughs> yes. I am glad they did not go that route of, yeah, either the next big monster or the monsters have somehow figured out, like, how to fight against it or something like that. You know, I... I, I think that's why I mean I like while not a perfect movie, I feel like they did about the best they could with all this. Now, I do have a question about the monsters though. Do you like the fact that they're just mindless killing machines, or do you not like that? Um I I don't now I don't like it because we know what their weakness is mm-hmm. and we don't know why why they're there, how they got there, they mm-hmm. don't they don't seem to be doing anything. So they right. become a little less interesting, but in order, I don't want them again to be collecting humans and taking them mm-hmm. back to some layer to feed the, I mean, I get that's probably what they're doing. I mean, they're eating them, I guess. Is that what we're, I don't know. Cause like when assuming? it tears through like the, the, the town that they find on the Island, it's just killing. I mean, it's yeah. just killing. And, like, you never really see, I don't think in either of the movies, like, you don't really see them eat anybody. I mean, they just kill. Yeah, and so it's an interesting creature, but it's also not at the same time sure. because of that. And so you, you want to know why they're there, but you also don't care yeah. about them enough to, to I think it's that better question. that you don't, because, like, I don't even really understand. 
I mean, I guess if you showed one of the monsters just eating somebody, they'd be like, okay, they just want us for food. But at what like at what level do you have so many monsters there that like were, were like an overabundance? And yeah, so I think I like that it's just a killing machine. I don't want an explanation. I don't even know. They apparently crash landed here on a something we don't know asteroid UFO. I don't know what the hell that was. And then they just started killing people. And that's all you need to know for this movie. Well, there's multiple crashes, right? Yes, yes. So you'd think it's some sort of invasion. Mm -hmm. I mean, multiple asteroids killing these these things? Sure, yeah. It's probably most likely an invasion. Which I was thinking, like, how awesome would that be to live in, well, like, like Australia? If it didn't land on Australia, then Australia would be fine. Because, like, there would be no way to get there. Sure. England. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although, There's, I mean, there is a way to get there now. You just got to land on a boat. Or go through the channel, I guess. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> well, okay. So then what did you think about the alien or the monster or whatever, like getting to that other island on the boat? I mean, I'm sure you saw it coming once they got there like that, but. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, we saw it on the boat. It just mm-hmm. happened to drift to the island, I guess. Is that what well, we're... I think so. And that was my first thought, too, because uh, Killian Murphy and the girl never really turn on their engine, and they don't, it's not a sailboat. So I was kind of wondering, like, how did you get to that island like that? So then if my brain was like, okay, they must have just, like, the currents just tuck them there, that's fine. But then I immediately thought, well, that means that the monster that was on that other boat should have gotten there, too, because it was in the same spot, same current, all that stuff. And I'm, so I'm, I'm glad they went that route, because it makes sense. Because I would have questioned that. I'd have been like... How did you guys end up there, but the other one didn't? Okay, so speaking of the island, why would you not use the radio for radio's purpose and not just play this song? Yeah, you could. I mean, did they not figure out a way to like record a message to say, "Hey, we're on this island," as opposed to like beyond the sea? Is it? Oh, you deciphered the code. Oh, she did. Like, yeah. Why did there need to be a code? Or do you think the the monsters can listen to us and? Yeah, not understand a code. Like yeah. that that didn't that didn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And so I, I had I had issues with with that. Of why not just say we're on this island? Hey, come to this island. They can't swim. We figured out they can't swim. Right. You know. Well, I mean, he knew that, he knew all that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too because um, when they first started talking about the island, or she, you know, she shows it on a map of where the radio signal is coming from. I was like. Well, do we know if they can't swim? Because in the first one, it goes underwater in their basement. But I also, I'm like, okay, it's water in their basement, so it's only it waist stand. high. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I was like, well, do we or don't we know that? Like, can they survive in the water or whatever? But then, you know, this movie made it clear that you, it well, could. it doesn't kill them, so it's not those kind of aliens, <laughs> right? It's not from signs. So, so we know that. Yeah. So um, I guess. If I'm trying to piece together what they are and where they came from, it would be an, basically a weapon that a more intelligent species would send them to Earth to kill. I guess. Not, like you said, they're not eating. They're just, hey, you go raz this planet and then we'll come, come in behind you. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, they're mindless killing machines. I mean, they're basically the xenomorphs. Yeah. So if you knew the xenomorphs, weakness is mm-hmm. just sound so that you essentially have them tame you drop them off on a planet let them go to work before you come come yeah. on down that uh, seems the like theory. as logical of a conclusion as any which would ruin the series i think if you did that in the third one but oh god to see their their masters yeah well <laughs> and that's going to be the problem with the third one if they try and do it and i mean as much as i don't want there to be a third one i mean the ending of this is really abrupt um which is fine it was okay i mean I don't know whether to interpret the ending as it encouraging a sequel or discouraging one. I don't really have a feel for that. I think it just kids ends. can kill too, Garrett. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I took away. Yeah, I just don't know if I don't know. I I, I think a third one would be doomed. I because I'm I, at this point like you already kind of pushed it doing a second one in the same world in the same timeline and a third one if you do the same thing in the same world and yeah, you continue the story, but I'm not sure that there's enough meat there to make the story good enough. You know, what's the end game? We try and wipe them all out and you can't do that without being on some kind of global scale that then changes the entire look and feel of the movie. 
And if you stay with just this one family, I mean, what's their end game? They get to, they get to the island that you know they go yeah. back and get them and get to the island and that's it. That's it. It's hanging on the island. I just don't know if I need to see that. Did you expect there to be any kind of twist or shock value in this? I was not expecting one. No. I mean, I was kind of hoping for like Emily Blunt and her son to be killed. Oh, you, you mean know. that kind? I, I see what you're saying. I, I was thinking more like, Not like you know some kind of plot twist, M Night Shyamalan move or whatever. Um, no, more more of a shock, like you know Krasinski dying yeah. in the first one. Yeah, you know, than, than just having you know Killian and his, the daughter survive, but they yeah. were too late to save. Uh huh. To save them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting it, but uh, that would have been fine by me. I mean, kind of narrow down the path of what you can or can't do in the next movie, anyway. So. Start whittling, whittling the cast down. You know, like. <laughs> I mean, I I think it would have been better uh, to at least lose somebody because so we didn't yeah. lose anybody uh, in this nope, one, not this time. And so I, I was, I was assuming that they weren't, but I was hoping that they did because yeah. you know, oh, the time you keep the radio on and like, oh, she's gonna save him just in the nick of time, yada yada mm-hmm. yada. He's gonna have the radio and unplug it. He's he's being attacked by a monster, still leaving his headphones on, you know, listening mm-hmm. to this song. He's got to uh, wait. She told yeah. him to wait. Yeah, I don't believe that of him. He seemed rather impatient. I feel like you would have put, yeah. pulled those off. I'm surprised uh, you could get radio signal in that whatever furnace. Kiln, furnace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh, he uh, he did, and then you know, I just thought that they. I thought she was going to be. I'd hoped. Okay. It sounds weird. I hope that they all died, you know. But I hoped <laughs> right. that she was going to be too late, so it wouldn't be as predictable of a movie. But we got our happy ending, and yada yada. Yeah, so. and that's why I think you don't. I don't think you revisit it. Uh, it just needs to be done. And like I said, if if somebody else wants to come along and try and do a Quiet Place Part Three, and it's some you know straight to Amazon Prime thing that nobody cares about, you know, that's one thing. But Krasinski, Blunt, even the kids, I'd say like just just move on. Like it just, yeah. If you did, you could at least follow the little girl. Yeah. You know, wipe out the rest of her family. You follow <laughs> you follow a deaf a deaf girl through, you know, monster hunting, you know, whatever yeah. it is that she's she's doing now. However you want to take that story, sure. but you, you don't have to, to keep her family in it anymore. Right. And and so Yeah. And I think you know, speaking of the girl, I think they did just as good a job in this one as they did in the first one with sound, right? Like the the moments where they for her in particular where they would cut out the sound and then bring it back in and uh, they right. do a good job of like uh, showing you a couple of times like how scary. I mean, it's a scary world in general to be in, but I mean, she doesn't know how much sound she's making. She can't hear when the monsters are near. Like, I mean, right. that's horrifying. Like that one shot where she's in the train. I mean, you could see it coming if you've seen enough movies. You knew as soon as she moved her head back like half an inch on the frame, like the monster <laughs> was going to be there. But it's still uh, uh, something that you know you just it, it just would be terrifying to be deaf in that world. Yeah, yeah. You you think you're being sneaky and quiet, but you're not at all. Yeah, and you don't. You have no way of knowing how loud you're being. Like, is right. this door that I just tried to open? Did it like? I mean, I'm sure you can feel vibrations and stuff, right? But like, I don't know. That creaking. Yeah. yeah. Well, when was that at the end? When it was creaking, the door, or was that in the train? I thought it was the train. Yeah, and she opened the thing, and she doesn't know that. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, unless you can feel it, then yeah, she doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I like this movie. I like Krasinski. I like everything about it. Um, very anxious to see. In fact, I haven't even looked, but I'd be curious to know if he's picked up something else to start working on. Well, let's see what IMDb says. Yeah. I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen anything announced, but you would think, especially with this being delayed as long as it was, that he would have had plenty of time to start planning out what he wants to do on his next one. And you'd think after the success of the first one, he kind of have his pick of, of what he could be doing. Yeah. Wow. On IMDb, a quiet place part two has an 8.0 rating and a quiet place. One has a 7.5. That's yeah. I'm sure that'll probably normalize over time, but that that's kind of shocking to me. I don't see anything on IMDb. We have Imaginary Friends and Life on Mars as directed. By him? By him. Okay. Coming in the future. 
I thought I had read somewhere that uh, he signed like an exclusive deal with Paramount or something like that, where they get the first option to all of his movies that he does or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Great. I know he got a, a directing deal somewhere. There's nothing but titles on these. 2023. Wow, man, dude! Even Letterboxed has a Quiet Place is a 3.8 average and or sorry, a Quiet Place two with a 3.8 average and a Quiet Place one with a 3.7. I, I'm just again, I think that will normalize as more people see it, but that's yeah, crazy. I mean, if you didn't like a Quiet Place, which is weird to me, but mm-hmm. you're gonna rate it down. You're not gonna go see a Quiet Place two. So the ones that liked it saw it. That makes sense to me after opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, some of these some of these things on Letterboxd, man, like people giving the first one one star, get out of here. <laughs> some people just like to be trolls. Jeez, yeah, no shit. All right, what else you got on Quiet Place Part Do? I think I'm uh I'm out. I think uh <laughs> tapped out. I don't I don't know what else what else to bring up cuz not a lot happened. I mean, there's so many predictable things, like you saw the cloth over the, the latch, mm-hmm. and so you knew that that was going to be an issue later. Yep. Um, the That's like the nail tank. in the first one, right? It's just, it's foreshadowing to the nth degree. Yeah. Yeah, even the nail could be used in different ways. The sure. latch, the only yes. thing that happens is you're going to get trapped inside and you can't get yep. out. That, that's it. That is, there's no, you're not going to accidentally lock the monster in inside like right. there's no like why even have the latch is what i was saying what advantage does this give you and it doesn't at all that, that you they remove that thing if there's yeah. a risk yeah well I, isn't the point to like yeah because you could really just like just hold like get remove the latch altogether to where that's not even possible and, like when you're in there like latch it from the inside or just hold it shut you know kind of thing because i know they latch it because they don't they want sound to stay in but yeah, having but it locked from it's the outside. It's not latched. Seems... It's not latched. That's why the sock's there or the whatever thing's well, there. Right. But to the, I mean, I, I think it's kind of holding it shut, but not to the point where they can't get out. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, but yeah, I would have just, I, if I, I would never crawl in that thing with that. <laughs> I, I would be removing that shit and finding like some way to like latch it from the inside. Yeah. That is, that is definitely one of those things. I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And did we get in? Okay. A question. His family? Killians? Uh, yes. He said he left them, but then she saw, I guess he did bring them there to that place. No, no I thought I was confused he, with it, with that piece. I think he said he lost his kids on day one, because she asked him about the kids, and he said that day. And so, and we saw him on the, you know, baseball, baseball game on day one. So, I think he lost his kids on day one, and then his wife got sick or something and then you know i i don't know although i guess i wasn't really clear he because he talked about she was in so much pain she started screaming and stuff but then her body's there so it's not like the monsters got her so i don't know if she just succumbed to the sickness or and that that's what i i wasn't clear i thought there was some some confusion with his story what he told and what the was it the boy who found out you know and so found the dead body and everything mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't remember what he said to what he could have lied about to where we yeah. shouldn't trust him like him you know something sure. i thought they were going something of that route right no i don't think so i think he was actually completely honest i think he said his kids di- died on day one his wife got sick they moved up there but then i don't think he ever really said how his wife officially died it's just that the thing that threw me off was he talked about her screaming so i think the assumption was that a monster got her but then her body wouldn't probably be there just sitting there like that or unless he like just went and got her dead body and put it there i I don't know that piece so maybe he killed her and we just didn't care (laughs) well well, he's a good guy now does it matter (laughs) (laughs) again i thought there there was gonna be something with him uh yeah because of that stumbling into that but i'm glad there wasn't because again that's also another swerve i i just don't need in that movie yeah but why even have her there at all I I think she was there to scare the boy to make noise to then have the monster show up. That's what happened. Yeah. Because had he not seen it and screamed and fallen back and made noise, that those monsters wouldn't have shown up, and there wouldn't have been that tense situation there. That's why. So I think there's something something going on. For the, Could be. For the, for the third one. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope we <laughs> never find out. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I think that's going to do it. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at at Two Views Movies, or email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen. We are there. If you already subscribe, go ahead and leave us a review and let everybody know how much you love the show. Uh, we're hitting a little lull here in theater movies. I don't know why. I Honestly, I, I really don't know why. We're... We're June 1st. We're summer movie season. I, I'm not sure what's happening, but uh, no really big movie until Fast 9. I it's think weird. it was... Yeah, I, I think they were waiting to see results. I, I think so be. They didn't want to be the first ones out. I completely agree. And in hindsight, you know, I guess I guess Black Widow's coming in July. So yeah, I guess... Yeah, I mean, kudos to Quiet Place, man. I guess they just went out there and, and, and did it. But everybody else has been shuffling around, so now there's this weird theater void, and it all picks back up in July, you know, obviously July 4th, but then the ball gets rolling. But yeah, Well, uh, Krasinski, uh, they were suing Paramount for not putting or putting it on streaming also because their, how they get paid is built into box office numbers. And so is this, on, were, this isn't on streaming, though, is it? No, that's what the Paramount was going to. Oh, I see. And, and so I think they just came to a, put a, here, see, here's I our thought, date. We're going. I thought Paramount was against it because they were moving uh, Top Gun out because they refused to put that on streaming. So I just figured that was like a whole studio thing. They were just like, we're not going to do this. But good for yeah, them but, if that's what they did. Yeah, but Krasinski, I know their contract was based on box office numbers. So yeah, that was going to screw them. Well, that was the whole big thing when HBO Max did that. They didn't consult any of the directors, and they got a lot of blowback from that because, yeah, you're messing with people's money at that point. Yeah, can't do that. Nope. Uh, Yeah, so I'm not sure what we'll be covering between now and then, but we will make sure and let everybody know. And whenever that is, that's when we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.